0: Yesterday, a child came out to wonder, caught a dragonfly inside a jar, fearful when the sky was full.
1: Is Joni Mitchell, The Circle Game from Ladies of the Canyon
0: album.
1: Well, I was out of town for a couple weeks, so I haven't had a chance to do a podcast uh, until now. While I was away, I was visiting family, and usually with family discussions, at some point we get to talk politics. In most cases, I always tell people uh, when it comes to politics and life, um, I tend to be little pessimistic about today, but optimistic about tomorrow. But first, let me backtrack a little bit. Going back to when I was young, um, I was pretty much early on exposed to kind of how the world was working. Even though I would watch shows like Leave it to Beaver and see that kind of ideal American life with my father, I pretty much got exposed to a lot of the injustices of the world. This included taking trips down to where Seabrook Farms were, where the Japanese internment camp was, to my father as an educator going out on summers to migrant camps to try to teach the migrant workers English and learning how to read and write. And of course, the reception that they received from the owners of these large farms wasn't always a very pleasant experience. And as I mentioned in a very early podcast, about I pretty much grew up in a pretty racist town. I can remember our next-door neighbor getting upset when my father came down the street with lights on to memorialize, as a way to memorialize, uh, the death of Martin Luther King. I can remember my neighbor saying, why would you have lights on for that N-word? And used to threaten that as the civil rights movement was happening, that they would be there waiting with their shotguns in case... Anybody came down the street. Prior to moving to this town, when I was going into third grade, I'd grown up in a pretty multicultural area of New Jersey. So to come to this town was a little bit of a startling experience for me. The other part of it was growing up with a lot of political discussions going on. My dad, as an educator, always believed in education. Though I have to admit, I wasn't always the most dedicated student in the world, but I always had an interest in politics and its impact on people. And growing up, I was a pretty sensitive kid and you know wasn't hard for me to cry at the drop of a bucket or have a sense of feeling for other people. I can remember when my father was teaching at a migrant camp one summer and I went out with him and to see these children who these migrant children who had no toys and basically you know were dragging around, Handmade toys to play with. And it impacted me so much that I can remember as a young kid writing a letter to our governor asking why this was and why weren't they treated better. And here is where my dad and I were kind of different from one another. I think my dad always approached politics from more of a kind of Mr. Spock approach. He was very logical about things and didn't really display a lot of emotions where I think my politics came more from an emotional side than a logical side, though there was logic included in my thinking about politics. But I think the real heart and soul of my political interest was how politics could impact people's lives in both a positive and negative way. I guess you're going to say my politics were led by my heart, where my dad it was led by his head. Even to this day, I often wonder how some people could treat others the way they do. I often think at what point in people's lives did they turn so angry and harsh towards other people? Was it something in their childhood? Or was it something later in life that made them turn so cold against others? What has happened in their life that has darkened their hearts so much? That they've lost any sense of compassion for other people which brings me to the topic of this podcast what i call the great awakening i call it the great awakening because as i discussed with family when i was visiting that i somehow have this idea or hope or dream or i don't know what you would call it that at some point people are going to wake up and realize that you know we're all in this together and that it's better to work together uh, than fight each other. Now, one thing that influenced my thinking that basically we could all be in this together and work together and cooperatively was a book by Howard Zinn, People's History of the United States. In one chapter, he talks a lot about how racism was created artificially in order to enforce an economic system at the time, and that there are recorded instances where there was cooperation and camaraderie between slaves and poor whites. Now, I mention this not to give a historical lesson or perspective on things, but to really think about where some of our beliefs originate from, particularly when it comes to racism and prejudice. But what I find when I have these discussions, it really boils down to one thing. Do you see people as inherently good or inherently bad. For me, I see most of the negative behavior that's displayed by some, particularly the MAGA crew, is learned behavior. Whether it's something that they've been taught by their parents or some type of lifetime experience, that these feelings of hatred and prejudice have grown. In my thought, though it may be magical thinking, that somehow, some way, we're going to awaken and find that when it all comes down to it we're all in this together that there's a small minority at the top that does everything that they can to keep us separated from one another and will reinforce this negative behavior so that they remain in power and my hope and dream is that somehow somehow we're able to break through and be able to kind of see the light and truly realize that we're all in this together. Now, some would ask, well, how could this happen? Should we just have one big, huge therapy session and get people to express their feelings and work through those? And, of course, the answer to this question is what I get stuck with. How? How can we awaken people to the idea that we have more in common with each other? Unless you're the top 1%, if we continue the way we're continuing now, we're in for some dangerous time. The sad thing is in conversations that I've had with MAGA supporters, I get this image of this angry, hurt child that feels like life hasn't been fair to them and that somehow someone has to be responsible for that. And of course, it's not them. And in some respects, that may be true. In a system that penalizes you rather than rewards you, when you struggle every day to make ends meet, it's often difficult to see the other side. But continuing down that path is only going to make matters worse. It's going to make matters worse for them as well as society as a whole. So when I speak of this great awakening, I'm not asking or expecting people to think exactly like me. But I go back to what I said earlier when I would have discussions with my dad as a kid. I always felt like he came from his head, and I always came from my heart. And though it may seem at times that we have to chisel away at one's heart, it's important that we do so. Otherwise, all may be lost. So I'll continue with this dream of a great awakening and hope that somehow, some way, we have this experience. When I have this discussion with people, I often ask them, if you were on a deserted island with other people and you had to rely on each other in order to survive, would you be able to do that? Or would you go about killing everybody else so just you survive? Most of the time, people would say that they would work cooperatively with others so that all would survive, which is a good thing. I then usually ask them to kind of visualize we're going to kind of look at this island from a satellite view. And as we pull the camera back further and further and further, what we realize this island that we're talking about is actually the earth. We're all on this island together. And it's better to work cooperatively than to fight amongst each other in order to survive and to make life a better place to be. So maybe this idea of the Great Awakening is pretty far-fetched. But also maybe if we spend time with each other and get to the heart of the matter, that maybe somehow people will realize That living in bitterness and hatred is not a constructive way to live. And that it's better to learn to work with others and be cooperative. And maybe, just maybe, it'll lead to a better life for you and for others.
0: Cause he called He spoke to fish in the creek He tried to tell us that the Just because they've never spoken to you Boy from the country Left his home He was young Boy from the country The sun, yes he does yes it does he tried to tell us his home. He was